Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. Making him look like a genius, which is very, very hard to do because well, it's that, generally poor. From that whole thing, I got Brenner than Wunger. It's, it's a great name for a band. <laughs> Isn't it? Contextually, yes. It yeah. is. The other thing is, uh, Sherms, it's important to think that you're bringing him on to replace Jimmy Brennan. Oh, no. And and th- this is, we're going to need some insight from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a high bar. It's getting lower. It's pretty oh, prime, my. everyone. And uh, for those of you uh, who, who weren't part of the, the pre-record conversation, which is probably everyone, uh, we got a, a guest on today. I'm very excited about this. Jimmy's uh, away today. Hasn't been fired. He'll return <laughs> uh, for the next podcast. But from Homestand Sports, <laughs> from Room 442, from Homestand Leafs, podcast albert vatanian birdie bassett how you doing pal good thanks for having me on guys i appreciate it i just found out i'm one shade uh, less brown than wonger mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. more i think you're look it depends how, who's getting sun that week i think you and i could have a a beige brown off like it depends in, in your culture canadian you, you don't know what culture tan? is do you, you have no you idea tan? Do you get a tan in your culture? In your culture. (laughs) Yeah. I have the olive skin, so I'm okay. Okay. It's Portuguese. (laughs) Isn't that exotic? Oh, that's a good I'm Portuguese, too. Oh, nice. You know you are. 7%. And when you said he's getting sun this week, I was like, oh. Yeah, my great-grandfather was a Manuel. Manuel. Manuel, nice. I thought you said a Manuel traveled. (laughs) Wow. He did end up up doing some boning in New Brunswick. So, (laughs) what else do you do in New Brunswick, I guess? Fish and bone. Mm -hmm. Fish bone. (laughs) We're right back to band names. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? Wasn't fish bone a name for a band? 
It was. Fish was, obviously. Yeah. But Fishbone was. Wasn't it yeah. JC? Oh, JC's Great. here. I didn't even notice you there, pal. Hey, JC. What? That's Albert beside you. Why did you believe I'm me? I'm a big fan of Charles? Albert. Oh, wow. Thank you. Why would that be? I just watch you sometimes when I'm laying in bed, you know. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, hell. On the on the uh, four four two, you see. On James Sharman's four four two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he when Sharms got the title dubs? You gave him the you gave him the needle on the on the dark web when you're like, that's oh. right. It was like creative genius behind four four two, James Sharman. Shut up. We've yet to see it in four and a half years. They cut out self-proclaimed. I I lean on Buddy Bassett and and Peraria. Let's put it that way. I lean on those people. But yeah. Anyway, Buddy, welcome to uh, your 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 cherry bean popped party. Thank you. On Footy Prime, anyway. All right. I'm glad that you're joining us because Buddy watches so much football. He watches so much football. It's kind of sick, actually. I don't know how you actually watch all the sports you do watch. You watch I don't know either. It's, more sports sometimes sometimes it's too much. Sometimes yeah. it's too much, honestly. How pissed off were you last night watching those fucking Leafs actually showing an effort? Yeah, that's the that's what bothers me the most. They won and I'm mad. Yeah. We can't be happy, can we? <laughs> no, it can't be. Well, I also support Spurs, so I'm never really happy as a sports fan. So This oh. year, though, he's, he's brought right into freaking Big Ange. So whenever I see Birdie, um, every Monday, I, I throw a rumor out there about Big Ange being on his way to Liverpool. He gets quite <laughs> upset. Charles actually it. believes that it's going to happen. There's no <laughs> chance that he goes to Liverpool. I was just reading a, a, a rumor, a rumor in football. Uh, Chabi Alonso to Manchester City, not Liverpool. I don't know if you heard that oh. one. So where's Pep going? I don't know. Maybe Liverpool. Yeah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, that'd be all right. Rumors, such freaking nonsense. How about some it. facts? Guess there's some facts, some Champions League. Right, it's back. Champs League's back. Knockout football. Yesterday, Real Madrid beat Leipzig. Brahim Diaz with, with a worldie. Man City beat Copenhagen. Kevin De Bruyne is good. Still good. Do you guys get to watch any of these games? Any of you, Craig? Watch a little bit of the Copenhagen game. I was uh, thinking Man City going to Europe to have a break, have an easier match. They just don't lose. Even the tight ones. Even the tight ones. <laughs> stop. Just stop it. I didn't say anything. So, again, I know. Someone complained that I, I always try and – no, they didn't complain. What are they saying? They're saying that my, my I just tend to just try and get things back on track from the juvenile conversation on, on Footy Prime, which I you felt do. a little bit offensive. I think Ooh. I'm as juvenile as you guys. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the game, Dubs? Either game yesterday? I did not. Oh, Christ, we're, we're a soccer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you did, right? You did. I did watch the games, yes. Of course you did. <laughs> Give us a recap. What, what are we talking to, be about honest, to be honest with that Copenhagen game, I think any team in the Premier League could have beat Copenhagen yesterday. Like from Sheffield to Manchester City. Like, yeah. I don't understand how these teams could be in the Premier League. Like, Copenhagen, they didn't play since December. It's like eight weeks. That was their first competitive game, and they have to play against Manchester City. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck, exactly. And mm-hmm. KDB, I mean, oh, my God. He's Do you want to talk nine... about best signings, best signings in January? It's him. I know he wasn't a signing, but coming back from injury, he looks better. What, what is it, seven games back, eight games yeah. back, and he's had nine goal involvements? Yeah. You know what doesn't I, look I, better? Albert, yeah, Albert? I was going to say. His hair. <laughs> 
Oh, I know. I don't like. I don't like it either. Okay, good. You fit in. You fit in great. Mushroom way here. So I think he's he's hanging around Jack Grealish too much. I think that's what's going on. He should he try he a headband. A headband. Yes, yeah. yes, Warner. He, he is not a headband kind of guy, though. Come on, ADB. So no cut it. No, Charms, you're not a headband kind of guy. Actually, I wear a head, I wear a headband every day at the gym. But would you wear one on a football pitch? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, of course, no chance. What's that called? There's a what's the Alice band? Alice band. That's what it is. Yeah, very twatty thing to wear. But an Alice band is is more like just the one that's kind of like a half shape, right? And it just sits on between your ears and over the top of your head. That's an Alice band, right? Is it? It's a thinner like one, that right? we girls wear. Yeah, well, thin or thick or whatever, but it's it's more like what is it in English? Christ, I, like I a headband. It's band. No, it's Alice band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then the headband. When I think of a headband, I think of the big like towel material headband, like like mm-hmm. John McEnroe cherry cloth. Right. Are you saying Alice band? Yeah. Who the fuck is Alice? She wears a band. Right. Alice in Chains. <laughs> Does anyone know that song? Yeah. I think, I think Trent Reznor Thanks, Greg. Um, wore it for the first time. Who the fuck is Alice? Yeah. Is that, is that a song? Oh, it's the best song ever. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> you need to look it up. When I By think McEnroe, though, I think Sweatband. Like, I, I say Sweatband sweat yeah. band for yeah. that one. There's not many sweatbands anymore in sports, is there? Like, the wristbands no. and, and the headbands. What those. are you talking about? I wore one the other day. Well, yeah, but you're like living in 1987. I am. I am. I just got my in sports. I just got my GPA from McGill. It's not good. (laughs) 2.36. But yeah, I as a kid, I always wore the 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 wristbands, sweatbands. That's what you did when you played sports. You did. So you know another thing that's just died. Yeah, Craig, (laughs) did you ever wear anything like on your head in a game in a match? Puff your pants. Are you Did fucking you a, kidding? A toque? <laughs> Can you imagine what I would look like with a headband? Oh. You would have looked amazing. You, yeah. yeah. You had the flowing locks. Rhonda Brownlee. Like <laughs> yeah, Rhonda's going to hook something up. Be like Beaker. <laughs> Did you ever wear a baseball hat in goal? Yep. So you have one things in your head. <laughs> yeah, a cap. Sometimes I, I can't remember you not wearing a hat actually because every time I see yeah. you now, you wear a hat. He keeps He's the sun out of my of his head. So, which stadiums <laughs> were there certain stadiums and certain times that you had to wear the cap because of the sun? No, not certain stadiums, just certain times. Didn't see the sun very often in England. No, that's true. So, but I mean, was there were there rules about what you could and could not wear? Did it have to be like club um, sanctioned headwear or could you wear whatever you wanted? No, you could pretty much wear whatever you wanted unless you had a big advertising thing going on on your cap or something. But I never found wearing a cap, even with the sunshine, that it necessarily helped all that much. The reason being is that, yeah, you're watching play down the other end, you got your cap on, you're, it's, it's not the sun's not in your eyes, but you do want to have to be adjusted somewhat when the sun does go in your eyes, mm. when you lift your head and that sun hits you in the eyes and it's a surprise, you're actually worse off than you are squinting and kind of finding your way through it as opposed to being surprised when you lift your head and the sun blinds you. Craig, mm-hmm. with North American football, the athletes, especially defensive backs and punt returners, kickoff returners, we did used to put the black under and then they got the stickers. Did any goalies ever adopt that because i thought that might be something they could because it does affect the glare it does bring uh, it down does it fuck 
It does. It doesn't do fuck all. It does. No, you were in Vietnam in the fucking jungle. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I've always it's thought like, that, it's like right? War paint. It's war yeah, paint. It's not. It's not. Bullshit. There's no reflection off your freaking- Yeah, it, it depends on what your how your face. If you if you got a beige face like Albert and <laughs> it I, there's on reflection. How's your face? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no reflection, reflection in your faces. Okay. Forest- Forrest, what about sometimes in afternoon games when, you know, depending how the stadium's oriented and if the, the sun's going down, there can be half the field that's shaded yeah. and half the field that's quite bright. Is that difficult as a goalkeeper just to follow the play? Yeah, yeah, it is. If there's big shadows and the ball's coming out of a shadow into the sun or vice versa, it does it does affect picking up the flight of the ball. Yeah. Amy, Amy, you've been on this podcast for over a year now. You know Craig's uh, concentration is very difficult anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I was still curious, Wonger. <laughs> yeah. Following the ball. That's like 30 <laughs> seconds of his life and he's yeah. done. He's off going doing dishes. <laughs> there were some stadiums at night that the lights were fairly low. Uh, remember Coventry had, for, they had lights right along the the bottom of their main stand. So from that direction, when the ball came up, it would get lost in those lights. Mm. Very strange kind of lighting system, but depending on what stadium. Hey, Dubs, you've whined a lot about how, you know, ponytails and that gets whipped around and in faces yeah. can be a pain in the ass, right? Why don't female footballers just cut their hair? Be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Be honest. You've had short hair. You've played with short hair before. You've played with long hair before. Given the choice, yeah, you play with short hair, wouldn't you? N- no. No. I mean, Why? you can do. I mean, you can do so much with your your so hair vain? pulled back. Yeah, ah, I'm so vain. Big time, Charlie, right there. Big time, Charlie. <laughs> you can do. You can do the high pony. You can do the the bun. Well, the, high do the high pony. I remember doing the high pony a few times. <laughs> Very you can do the high ponytail with the bubbles. Have you seen that? That's popular these the days. Bubbles. If you have a, a long ponytail, yeah, and then you do get the whip and you can kind of get yourself in the eye and and kind of disorient yourself. <laughs> Please hold your comments. And so you take um, you That's take what happens after the high pony with the with the long. <laughs> there we go. Things a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna forge ahead. Um, that's what oh, it does. Man. Again, so and you, the high you pony. Take, you know, you have a length of ponytail, and you take two or three elastics, and you just put mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. over the course of the of the ponytail, and that so kind of like, tames it yeah. as it as it were. You can do a braid, mm-hmm. um, or you can do the like the Nordic kind of ponytail, which is which <laughs> oh, the is Nordic. the, that's, the parted rough, in the middle, but... and then the really low ponytail. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which I used to have to do because I played I played ringette, and then when you're wearing a helmet, that's the only ponytail that's that's really that you can do. And that's right? when you pull it all from the bottom there, right? It's not coming from. The yeah, top. it's, it's really just... and it's fastened at the nape of your neck, mm. and it's super unattractive. What did you <laughs> use? How did you fit your hair under? Did you have can short hair when you did barrel like jumping? Barrel jumping. <laughs> you can absolutely believe it, Dubs. Come on. Yeah, no, I know. Barrel barrel jumping. <laughs> Did you, how did you? How did you keep your hair? Like, was <laughs> just, it, just for Birdie here, just, um, yeah. Dubs, yeah. before she was a, a famous footballer, Context. she was a barrel jumper. Yeah. Do you know what barrel jumping is? No. 
Look it up. <sighs> Look it up from the 70s. Look for CBS Sports Spectacular. Yeah. And there's barrel jumping. It's fantastic. And this is really good. Don't fuck with me here. No, no. It, no, no it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. It's European. And then where I grew up, some people came over from France and they were like the world record holders and they started like a little barrel jumping club. So you wore speed skates and you raced around like half of the arena, cut in a di- on a diagonal and then leapt as if you were long jumping over a series of barrels and then oh, wow. and then slid into a padded wall on the opposite side. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. But all the pictures are in black and white. <laughs> well, that's about right. Fuck you, Bertie. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean it that way. I really didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Every picture is in black and white. It looks like an Alaska. Now, was there a certain type of hairstyle befitting barrel jumpers? Long pony? Long pony or the, uh, the double pony, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some tight cornrows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Not right? a whole lot of those doing barrel jumping, I have to say. How many um, barrels did you do? Not diverse. We've talked about this, Forrest. Seven. Seven. Well, pretty amazing. Some of the listeners yeah. wouldn't have known that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got new listeners now, you know? Seven yeah. barrels. Seven mm-hmm. barrels. Mm-hmm. What, how, what size of barrels? <laughs> God. Like kegs? Um, yeah, like kegs. Not like yes. They're pretty big. I'm looking at them now. Like one guy did 16. 16. Yes. I swear to God, wow. he was from my hometown. No. Yes. What's his Hold name? Uh, it doesn't say. It's just a picture. Let me see. <laughs> it's just black a black and white. And white. <laughs> yeah, it's a black and white picture of a guy jumping 16 like barrels. The, the dad was the coach, and then like he had two sons, and they were legit in the Guinness Book of World Records. I wow. <laughs> do they still do it? They do, right? Barrel jumping stuff. still a thing in, in parts of Quebec. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it was a big be. thing for a while. Should it be, actually yeah. made its way into the Eastern Ontario region because of a, a lot of the French Canadians and Minnesota. There were a lot of Wisconsin, all upper. Uh, I, I used to watch it every Saturday. I told you CBS Sports Spectacular and yeah. ABC's Wide. World of sports. That was the other one. Three, the agony of defeat. Yeah. yeah. Like it was it was big time. Like every that, Saturday too. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I found the actual ones that Wonger used to watch when he was a kid. <laughs> what you got here? Barrels of speed. <laughs> is this oh. it? <laughs> hey, there's more. Oh, here we go. There is. Oh, that's exactly what these. we did, you guys. That's yeah. Oh, he hit the lost barrel. Oh, oh. no. So if you clip the barrel, does that jump count at all? Uh, yes, but only if you successfully chug the keg. <laughs> nice. So it's like apres barrel jumping is what you're saying. And that's right. That's crazy. But that's exactly what we did. There must be so much back and hip injuries doing this. Oh, the ankle. Broken ankles. Yeah, ankles too. Did you find the guy's name there, buddy? Uh, is it Barney Ross? No, that's way too Anglo for where I'm from. Is it Bunny Ross? <laughs> Barney Ross. I, I just Ross. find it funny that we've got Albert going down the pretty prime <laughs> rabbit hole already. He hasn't yep. spoken in five minutes because he's <laughs> looking up barrel jumping. Oh, okay. This is this guy's known as the king of the keg hurdlers, Leo Ooh. LaBelle. Leo LaBelle. I remember that him. It must be him. That's francophone. You're full of shit, Wonger. No, no. Leo LaBelle. He, he competed in the 70s. Oh. <laughs> really? You yeah. actually know more about this than Dubs does. <laughs> yeah. I told you, I was anything to do with, and Craig knows this. Anything to do with Canada versus anybody, I <laughs> would watch. Mm. I, I was looking for, uh, you know, some ethnicity, some nationality to hang on to. 
So mm -hmm. I would cheer on. I'd watch darts if Canada was playing. Curling. Yay, nice. curling. Canada won the World Curling Championship. Ed Wernick. Come on. Like, this was stuff <laughs> that I held on to. So all of this, all of this, you know, CONCACAF and qualifying for FIFA World Cup, it, it was pretty emotional. It was pretty cool for me. Yeah, but okay. But curling. <laughs> CONCACAF better than Pat McAfee. Is that his name? CONCACAFA. Companies everyone in North America doesn't know how to pronounce CONCACAF. It sounds like a virus. Gary Henri, which was even funnier. Yeah. Was Henri on McAfee's show? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. Okay. It was during the the Super Bowl. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. We heard from sources that Thierry Henri is interested in Canada. Oh. Remember that? Yeah, we it's do. A week and a, a few weeks now that we've heard that, but I don't know if it's true. But still, Rumbles. have we interesting. heard that? I haven't we, seen anything about that. Well, we're, we're, we've got some inside words sometimes. Yeah, there's well, been rumors. Is this a segment? Is this rumors with Wonger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes deep into his uh, list of contacts and sources. Yeah, yeah. which is basically it's, it's you five. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's Craig. It's Craig meandering about shit. On yeah. the dark web. That's no, but we, we, we can talk about it after Craig dropped that little nugget on a different podcast. We can, we can definitely, uh, you know, allude to the fact that uh, there's been rumblings. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But no, I don't think there's been any formal approach, though, right, Craig? No. I don't think there's anything no, like that. No. How do you guys feel about that, though, if you were to be the one? I'm not sure how I feel about it outside of it's like really cool that it's him. I think you need cool in this 2020 four year going into 2026 i That's think you knew i do no fuck cool we need established we need longevity we need -E credibility dubs hmm? -E <laughs> cool cool cool, cool. <laughs> i think it's a good question though i mean well craig i mean you tell us at this standpoint do you need a salesman or do you need an actual legitimate coach no i'm with dubs on that one fuck cool yeah yeah I mean, he would sell tickets. People would want to go and see him. There'd be more media there because it's Henri, so more coverage. But, I mean, I don't know if he's going to pull John Herdman and go door-to-door -door asking for money. I don't know if that's going to happen with Henri. Yeah. Well, maybe no. they come to him because it's Terry Henri. Is he, like, is he a good manager based on like his, his short history as a manager? I mean, not really. Is he still with the CD. youth team in France? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't get much cooler then. Thierry Henry, he personifies yeah. cool, but he's he's like that's big time Charlie vibes charms. That's you think so? I think so. I don't know about Henry. I think there's more authenticity to Henry than than big time Charlie vibes. Have you seen videos of him on the touchline when he was at Montreal? The way he talked to his players. Well, Dubs, do you deal with him, Dubs when you were working the sidelines? No, I came in just after he left. Oh, okay. What were the vibes? What were the remnants of Thierry Henry at CF Montreal? Yeah. Was there any? Um, yeah, uh, a little bit. I think it's one of these things when you've been such a world-class player where things come to you so easily um, that you don't even have to think about it. It's it's hard to to teach. It's not that you, you can't do that, but I think it's rare where you've been such an exceptional talent that you're able to imbue that in terms of, of, of a, like it, in, a, in a teaching way. And and I think that that was really devoid of of his his manner of of coaching. Didn't and I think when he, the, he got really frustrated with guys when the pandemic 
there's something about the pandemic there. They went, Montreal were moving and doing all their games in Florida, and he wasn't happy about that. Mm-hmm. There's something went on with that, and he was they basically pulled out. I I'm not sure when things get tough as a manager for him, whether he's going to stick around for the long haul. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Think about how high his standard would be. And obviously, it's it's not that at Canada, with no disrespect. Mm-hmm. But it would be great. I mean, if, if he's just here for the short term, let's say from now until the World Cup, I think it'd be great for the program because of the eyes on it. And also for maybe a player like Jonathan David, how much he can learn from Henri as a, as a striker and a finisher. He watches analysis on CBS or anything he does. It's amazing. It's great. So if he he's, he's fantastic on, in that role. Yeah. Well, I, just, I mean, I don't, I don't like it. You talk about this current group of players and what John Herbman encountered later in his reign, Craig, right? And there are some players in that team who, who see themselves in a, a certain station in the game, which is perhaps unrealistic. Um, you, they, they won't accept anyone. They would accept Thierry Henry because of his reputation as, as a footballer, you would think. Is that man management more important, do you think, with this current group? Than, than actually improving what he has as a traditional coach would. Hmm. I'm not sure the players, the players aren't worried. The players are just worried about themselves getting into the team, getting an opportunity. I'm not going to be too concerned about who the manager is, really. How that manager works out, we don't know. But as a player, I don't think it really matters. It's just to hope you just hope whoever it is likes you. <laughs> hmm. Well, anyway, just to pour some cold water on this from after Wonga just threw it out there. You know, there's been, as far as you know, no formal approach. There's just been some some interest, I guess, is what we had heard. Is that yeah. fair to say, Craig? Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you be interested? There's going to be a lot of people interested in that job. Why wouldn't you be? It's a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, and not just that, but as general secretary as well, there's some pretty high-powered players in world football that would see this as an opportunity. To, to cement themselves in the North American market, which a lot of people want to do from overseas as well. Mm. But still, as it stands right now, I haven't heard very much as far as uh, if there's anything close to being an announcement as far as the new general secretary. Here we are in Canadian soccer circles. By the way, um, Forge took on Shivas Guadalajara last night, speaking of Canadian football circles, the late one in Mexico. Did anyone stay up for that one, Bertie? <laughs> I had I had one, I had the horse eye on it while I was in bed. <laughs> <laughs> he did score, which was nice. So that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Seventeen year old. Is he related to uh, the Tavernier brothers? Does anyone know that? I'm not sure. They yeah, were the they were the they, yeah they were the uh, barrel jumping champions of <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the Tavernier brothers? Well, one plays for Rangers, the other one plays for Bournemouth. Oh, the, like currently? Okay. Yeah, currently. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Googled I it, but I couldn't find anything. So, All right. I don't know. Yeah. They had 17 um, Canadians in the squad, as you do in CPL, but under the age of 24. So just these experiences, I think, Dubs, are just so important for Canadian football. Um, Forge getting there, getting into that tournament, playing a legitimate power in North America in that kind of environment. There's nothing bad about that, is there? No, there isn't. Um, and I think what you what you're able to to glean from that, glean and um, it, for for that youth and for that core, they'll be able to take with them whether those guys all stay in that active roster or not. You know, that's something that 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 player will will remember. I mean, that was a hell of a goal right at the death that he scored to kind of salvage something for them. 
um, he'll remember that forever in that type of environment. Um, so yeah, for sure. And I think for, for, uh, for Bobby and for Kit and for the, for the coaching staff, it's, it's difficult to prepare for, for these types of matches so early in, in the season to kind of ramp things up and kind of peak, uh, really, really early on, but then still be aspiring towards greater heights as your season goes on. And obviously they have extremely high standards being, being the dynasty that they are and wanting to probably win again. Um, but you want to give those guys those types of experiences so they can they can refer back to that in in difficult moments because you're you're going to have to ride out those ebbs and flows as the season approaches. Yeah, at the best of times, it's going to be difficult playing against an opposition like that. But when you're you're not even in your season yet, you're just starting your preseason and to compete that well against them, I think they should be very proud of themselves. Absolutely. Uh, hey, do you see this um, new format for League One Ontario that was officially announced, uh, I think yesterday, actually? Three tiers, including promotion, relegation, trying to build this pyramid in Canadian soccer, which is really great, I think, really important. I'm not sure what it means for MLS and CPL. I don't see them being part of that. Certainly, MLS won't ever be part of that, unless that in dramatic changes, because as we've discussed before, you know, franchise owners want stability, uh, and they don't want the threat of... <laughs> relegation obviously but can you have a pyramid below the top two say tiers of football within a country and is that beneficial for for canadian soccer of course it is you're just saying that cpl and mls aren't part of it and i don't think they will ever be in terms of promotion and relegation but they will absolutely benefit from something like this making that pipeline um, making the grassroots, making that ecosystem more robust. And I, I think in, in Quebec, just speaking specifically about the, the women's game in League One, I think there are 11 teams now. I don't think there are 12. There's, there's just not enough circuits to develop, to play at a high enough level year-round. There's not enough places for our, our elite players, like the Rex players, the 15s, the 17s. We're going to have to go elsewhere to get them a high level of competition. So if Ontario is able to do that, they have enough teams to do that well, to do it effectively, so that you're giving these players that type of platform to grow, to develop, to to be sort of a, a quasi best on best at these various tiers, then I'm all for it. I don't think it's ever going to be palatable when you get into CPL, when you get into MLS. We've talked about that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what we're severely lacking in Canada is is a tier two, um, for sure. Um, but then also just going down the line towards that grassroots is widening that scope, removing pay to play, giving more players opportunities, making soccer the accessible sport that it should be. And I think this is a step in the right direction, even though I think it'll stay rather insular and it won't sort of bleed into the professional ranks. And I think from a footballing standpoint, too, like more meaningful games. There's a lot of meaningless games in MLS because there's no NCPL, because there's no promotion or relegation. I think it's important. It, it legitimizes the sport in the country. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You, just the idea of promotion relegation, you think, legitimizes it? I think more, even more so than it already is. Because the fact that you can have a team at the bottom of a league and just you know play out the last 15, 20 games of the season with no no issues and no pressure on what they need to do just to bounce back next season. It just, it takes away from it a bit and, you know, look at the premier league and every other league across Europe. I mean, you're watching every single game from the top to the bottom of the league because there's so much importance in those games. 
Whereas in MLS, you're not watching TFC's last five games because of the worst team in the league. And it doesn't really matter because they're going to be back next season anyway. Yeah, CPL tried to deal with that last year with, with um, their format, which seemed to work to a certain degree. But you're, you're bang on with MLS. Um, so many useless, pointless games. Decision Day has a couple of you know games with some drama attached to it, right? But let's be honest, uh, not across the board. And no. listen, we all love promotion relegation, but it doesn't really fit into the North American sporting model. But maybe, like you said, Dubs, at that lower tier two level, it certainly can. And it, it can't be a bad thing, Craig. They keep adding teams to MLS and Toronto FC seem to still manage to finish in the bottom three. <laughs> it's a long-term plan, Greg. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an amazing thing, accomplishment to do that three years in a row. Is that a bigger accomplishment than winning the championship? Is it harder to do that than win the cup? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> to be that bad yeah. for so many years. I think in total, since 2007, they would have been relegated eight times. <laughs> they'd be they'd be playing Wrexham right now. Yeah, they'd be below Wrexham. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wrexham. <laughs> do you yeah, think? Do you, hum, do you think ever, better luck be, next year? Do you think there'll ever be promotion relegation in MLS? No, never. No, like spending so, half a billion on uh, franchise fees. Yeah, they can't get that into their little North American brains. Oh, True, yeah. but but North American there's North American owners now in, all across Europe taking the risk of promotion relegation too, right? What's the difference? Well, they're trying to set up a super league so they don't have to deal with that anymore. Exactly, yeah. The big boys yeah. are, yeah. 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 Do you think yeah. that we have but they're to be also careful. not paying half a billion. Sorry, Sorry Charms. Fair. Do, you think that, do you think that we have to be careful though with not that look, we're looking for approval in, in North America from, from Europe and, and more established leagues to say that if we institute, we, we drop promotion relegation in, that that makes it a legitimate competition, that finally we've arrived because now we have promotion and relegation? No, I, that, I, I that's don't. that's part of it at all or just no. makes it more interesting and more fun? And as as Bertie was saying, you you make sure you ensure that there are meaningful games right until the end. I, I think it's legitimate now, clearly. And it's just a different mm -hmm. way of looking at sports. Playoffs are great, right? I love playoff sport, be it, be it soccer or be it hockey or be it, you know, football, whatever it's going to be, it works. It's just a different, it's the alternative. But traditionally speaking, growing up in that promotion relegation environment, given the choice, I'd rather have that. Mm. For the reasons, like like, like Buddy was saying, that you have more drama throughout the table mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, drama all kind of at the pointy end of the season when it's knockout <laughs> football. It's, it's great. <laughs> What's so funny about saying pointy end of the season? <laughs> Oh, geez. It gets, never it gets, gets, you're going to go talk about your point at the end of the season. <laughs> it gets dull. It's very dull, actually. Tony, this is still a really meaningful game. It's Valentine's Day, after all. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah. pony. I pony with the pointy end. <clears throat> I always find it very interesting, though, that these uber capitalists hate competition. Yeah. That's what I find. So the paradox there, best. irony, I just kind of sit there going, it is, you know, we sport is supposed to be the ultimate in meritocracy and in competitiveness and, and fairness. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to fight for the, when you're at the bottom, you don't have to fight for your life. You just keep doing to Albert's point, play out the season, good old Ted Lasso lines, right? Mm -hmm. Just play out the season and not care for the rest of the year. It's, yeah, nobody wants parody. The owners no. don't want it. And the no. fans don't want it either. No, no, that's well, not true. The, they do the want parity. They want parity. Yeah, no. yeah, they do. They don't want anyone new. 
They want it to be a closed capsule where they are confirmed revenue and turnstiles every year. So yeah. parity that you saw in the NFL, I'll use that as an example. The teams, they want eight and eight teams. That's why they expanded the playoffs because they like eight and eight teams being able to make. So a 500 team making the playoffs was never heard of. It used to be four teams. Now there's now there's nine teams in the playoffs. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right? And like. And a best of three first round. Nine teams on each conference. So 18 out of 31 teams or whatever it is. You're like, okay. because And that's what they appreciate. And and on that note, JC said, uh, can you do a commercial break soon? So Dubs, do you want to throw it a commercial? We'll be right back after this commercial. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Break. Break. Nice. <laughs> you fucked it up. It wasn't last time, though. Great throw. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're uh, back and we're back uh, thank you hmm. commercial break <laughs> um hey craig I, I saw you want to jump oh, in there regarding this this idea of, of parity in sports and how stability is number one guaranteed income no threat of, of relegation is parity good or bad for sport well parity is a little bit different than promotion relegation necessarily right yeah like I think I think parity or the, well, if you look at the NFL system with the the way it works, you almost get it's it's almost cyclical because the way it shifts around and you know players' new contracts come up. Like Kansas City weren't given a really a hope this season because Mahomes' contract was up. I think he's thirty-seven million, something like that, against hit against the cap. They had to get rid of some offensive linemen that were really good. Not going to give them the protection. Blah blah blah. So it kind of moves around. We saw Seattle Seahawks, same thing with Wilson. Players, Fitz, uh, was it Fitzgerald, moved on after they won the Super Bowl. It's just the way the system works. And I like that. And it works really well for the NFL. Um, I mean, I guess there's a certain amount of parity in MLS, except for the uh, designated player rule. Uh, but from owner's standpoint, I think the, the cap is low enough in MLS to make it really, really attractive to people because they don't necessarily have to pay outside of that cap. And it's a, it's not, it's a very manageable cap from a, from a cost perspective. So I'm not sure about parity because look at the Premier League, how successful it is internationally. And there's no parity in the Premier League. It's not even close to parity in the Premier League. So I'm not sure. Sometimes you think those villains that, you know, keep winning, uh, you know, the, the hate them or love them type type teams uh, at the top, like Man City, for instance, Chelsea's at the moment, Man United's at, the, at their time, Liverpool's, all these different things that uh, seem to work well for the Premier League, even though there's no parity. Yeah, the NHL shut the league down to ensure parity, mm -hmm. right? But they shut their league down for a cap, a hard cap, because they wanted parity. And now, quite frankly, it's a little bit boring. There is no superpower in hockey. 
there's no. there's not even the haves and have nots. I mean, okay, Arizona aside, Phoenix aside, that doesn't really count, <laughs> right? But as far as the league's concerned, once those playoffs start, really anyone can win it. I know there's the favorites, right? But I mean, Birdie, you watch it very, very closely. I find the NHL as a whole boring as hell right now. I'd like to have that big, bad, evil empire. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Like right now, you can probably look at 16 teams who can win the Stanley Cup, which is crazy. And maybe you, you've leaned towards four or five other teams that have a probably better chance than them. But it's exactly what they wanted. That's what the introduction of the salary cap system, a hard cap to ensure that, you know, it's a balanced league. That's what Bettman wants, the commissioner of the NHL. And he's going to add more teams to it as well. We're hearing about Utah and Atlanta and Houston. So it's, it's what they want. Is it better for the game? I don't know. I, I don't really like it. I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather see a couple powerhouses. So I, th- I saw Craig's mouth went moving and I thought he was going to jump in there. No. <laughs> I can read Craig pretty well usually and I misread that one. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, I mean, from a playoff standpoint, when I'm watching the NHL and because anybody can win it at that point, I do enjoy the playoffs in NHL, the regular season. Not at all. No, not at all. I mean, look at Toronto. They can absolutely fly during regular season, and really it doesn't matter unless they go for a Stanley Cup run. Mm-hmm. Which isn't going to happen probably, right, buddy? No. Anyway, it's not a Leaf podcast, but it fucking should be because I've got a lot of things to say about that team. A lot of things to say. <laughs> um, all right, so, so Tier 1, Tier 2. Okay, Dubs, you have to explain this to me. All right, in the south of the border, women's soccer, NWSL, Tier 1. There's now this new league, perhaps beginning the USLSL. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. <laughs> USL Super League, another tier one league, which they're saying isn't in competition with NWSL, but surely it's an example of soccer being fractured once again at that level. Does it make any sense to have two tier one leagues within the same country? I didn't think so. But um, even though they got sanctioned as as tier one, and I think they're going to offer pretty high standards in terms of player care and conditions, um, I think their targeted markets are aren't these big cities. You know, your big markets, they're kind of medium sized ones. And I think the certain standards in terms from a, uh, of a league perspective, they're going for smaller stadiums. Um, you know, like uh, NWSL now, they're selling out stadiums that are twenty k plus. Um, you know, if you, especially in California, if looking at the uh, San Diego wave and Angel City. So they're not aiming that high, but I think it's just uh, an opportunity to sort of broaden that elite player pool. And they also have, um, in reading that article um, in The Athletic, uh, more of an eye on development and uh, in instituting academies and making sure that the teams that come into this league um, are creating that pipeline for development, which is something I think that the NWSL, it was quite a misstep on their part. There aren't, it's not mandated that these teams have academies. And if you come out, if you, if you do have an academy and you emerge, if it's sort of a, a, an arm or a branch of that team or that franchise, it's not necessarily a flow directly like a homegrown player in MLS coming out of MLS next pro or that reserve team directly into um, that roster. So it's, I don't know if other teams can poach them or there's like they, they put barriers in place where that's not just a, um, you know, there's no assurances that a player that's developed by your own league or your own team is going to come directly into that team. So I think this is a, a chance to sort of just grow the game a little bit differently. Um, but I think 
to your original point, I think it's going to be quite hard to not be looking at that same player pool and sort of being in direct competition with with players who are seeking to play at the highest level, which to me is still NWSL. Yeah, I mean, might you see an NWSL team partner with a USLSL team and use them as almost as, as a farm as a high quality football? But when it comes down to the luxury league, which is NWSL, they can pay more money. Perhaps they build differently. Could that be the what how this ends up eventually? It could be, but I don't see how, you know, if you're if you're both tier one, like how are you partnering? Like me maybe have like sister clubs, I guess. Sounds that's so my point though. Healthy, it, it, it's yeah. weird though, right? It's it's like, yeah, they're both tier one, but are they really tier one? If one can pay more than the other, we know what's gonna happen. One's sure younger developing players, but eventually mm-hmm. they're gonna leave for the highest paycheck, aren't they? Yes, you would think. It's just weird. It's just very kind of clunky to me. What mm-hmm. is there, how will it affect Project Eight, for example? Again, more competition in North America to draw talent, to draw players. It can't be a good thing for Project Eight. Well, I think Project Eight, you're you're going to be developing Canadians. You're going to have international players. I think leaning on a little bit more heavily at the beginning of the league in order to bring up that quality, because a lot of players that you're targeting are probably still on contracts. Right in, in in Europe or in in NWSL or other leagues around the world, Australia even, um, but there are quite a few Canadians who have had to leave because we don't have the benefit of having a domestic pro league at home. But it's mm-hmm. interesting from a sanctioning standpoint to go back to the USSF, like why they would approve it as a tier one. Um, I don't know. I guess it can. Well, we saw the XFL succeed massively, right? You know, when they went head to head with the NFL all those years ago. So I suppose it could work. Just have a different color ball. Maybe that's the solution. <laughs> like the orange ball when it's snowing? Yeah, but bring that out in the summertime. Okay. Yeah. Let's reinvent the game. That's what we're talking about. I like that. That'll do it. <laughs> a different shape ball? A different shape ball. <laughs> but I think it's just giving more opportunities for players to, to play in a, in a pro environment. And I think they'll be with the the growing pains that NWSL has gone through, um, you know, with the with the increase into into abuse and these power imbalances. I think immediately you start this league and it'll be good conditions for players to be player centric. That's great, giving more players the opportunity to play pro. And then with a with a, um, a club championship coming within within Concacaf, it's more competition, but it will remain a league to develop Americans. So, you know, that's what Project 8 has to be for Canadians. Absolutely. And then you get you build that competition as you as you go with with this club kind of Champions League as it were. But is that league trying to I mean they're tier 1, are they trying to compete against each other? Is this what it's going to come down to? Who's going to survive a competition between these two leagues? Is that potentially what this is about? Amy? Um you mean like will will this new league get snuffed out by by the NWSL, or are they trying to literally compete against NWSL and to try to you know be the predominant tier one league in the United States? I don't think so. Even though they get the sanctioning as tier one, I think if you you look at their their goals, what they're what they're looking at in terms of these smaller markets, I think they're looking to carve out their own space versus being in direct competition with them, even though they're called mm-hmm. tier one and they're sanctioned as such. Right. I don't they, I think you set yourself up to fail if you do. 
mean, it would strengthen the, a U.S. Open Cup, for example, wouldn't it? You would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does but does such a thing exist? I know. The... Well, yeah, exactly. But maybe it should, well, it should. Yeah. Clearly, and if you have two leagues of professional teams in in the U.S., clearly there's a space for an Open Cup. Mm. But then, do those oh, two? That would, be a, that, that would be an interesting competition, actually. It would be, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like league, leagues Cup. Yeah, I mean, we love that. We love the Leagues Cup, for example. It's just <laughs> what a, is the Leagues Cup? Re- re- revolutionized <laughs> football. <laughs> it's revolutionized football, hasn't it? But more accessible for investment because franchise fees now in NWSL are in excess of fifty million dollars US. Mm. So now the buy-in to this USL, SL. SL, whatever the fuck it's called, which is, I think, needs to be thought of. <laughs> it needs a new name. Leaning on That's the keyboard sure. a little bit too long, and you've made a typo. Um, I think that might draw in some people whose pockets aren't quite as deep as as these projected NWSL owners. Is there any coincidence that that the the same year that Danny Dickier becomes a head coach in USL, USLSL is born? <laughs> no coincidence. I, I, I don't think so, but I, I do have to say... Uh, Danny Dicchio, you're welcome anytime back on the podcast you helped create. You fucking, yeah. you're snubbing us left you might wanna, and right. Is he is he not responding to you as well? I, I've got to send him one. Like literally, I have. He I you, one. Right? He's totally snubbed me, the fucker. Yeah. Like, Wander, yeah. you said that like he listens. There's no, no way he, he doesn't listen. listen. He didn't listen when he was on it. so bored of us. <laughs> He's looking for players. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Deech, if you are listening, if someone is listening that, that, that is in contact with Deech, maybe his family, tell him to Ooh. respond for Christ's sakes. Don't <laughs> ghost us. You prick. Pretty easy to ghost, <laughs> though, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, all right. What else do I want to get to here? Oh, did you see, oh, by the way, did we play JC's opening to start today's oh, podcast God. and not respond to it? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't play his opening. So here we go. Should we play it now or play it on Friday? No. Uh JC, what do you what want do us do? to do? You're you've got some say in this. It's up up to you guys. I mean, Albert, have you ever heard uh an opening? I've heard a few of them, yeah. Well, let's do this. This one's for you. This one's directed to right towards you. Okay. Oh, so this boy. should have been, should have played at the beginning of the show. This is oh, okay. Footy Prime doing what Footy Prime does. I figure you just threw it in in post. No. We could have no, done that, we, but that we like reacting work. to it though. Okay. Okay, here we go. Well, it's not working. Do you want me <laughs> to do it? Yeah, you can do it. Oh, wait, there we go. We'll be right back yeah, after this break. Are you having marital problems in the bedroom? Sure, you could talk to your doctor or your neighbor, Sheila, and she might say, get off my lawn, I'm calling the police. Or you could turn on an episode of Footy Prime, the podcast. Footy Prime will scratch you right where you itch. Trust me, you'll be itchy. But don't take my word for it. After listening to an episode of Footy Prime, it definitely made it hard to stay married to my wife because it was such a horrible experience. After five minutes of that show, we just wanted to get it on. Our pants, that is, because it was just so awkward. It felt like they were watching us. Listen, Footy Prime may not be for home use, but if you love to park your van behind the strip mall on a Sunday afternoon and you know then Footy Prime is your ticket to prison because that's where you're going. Say hello to my old cellmate Bernice for me. Footy Prime, a show that might be not for anyone, but hey, you're here. Might as well stay. You eat that? I want some spare change. 
<laughs> Hello, and welcome to Footy Prime. It's uh, Wednesday. That's how I would have responded to that had we played it at the right time. <laughs> that was brilliant, JC. Any more? Can you can you uh, regale some some bunny stories to us? <laughs> yes, it is Valentine's Day, right? It is. That was very romantic. That was great. <laughs> oh my god! Any Valentine's Day plans? Uh, well, there's a lot of divorcees here. <laughs> but, uh, Bertie, any any Valentine's Day? Do you do it in your household? My wife is actually going out with her girlfriends to a restaurant, mm-hmm. so I'm solo. I'm solo at home. Time. Brilliant, perfect. That called Galentine's. I don't know. I guess so. I think it is. I dodged the bullet. I mean, what are you going to do for Valentine's Day? I know. I don't do anything either. Maybe I should have. You should yeah, do something nice. We're so uh, in the evenings, like it's, kids got stuff going on. It was time for that. Where you dubs, Rochelle? Should I say? Yeah. Any any Valentine's Day plans? <laughs> Uh no, no, no. Okay. Do you guys care? Do you care each other? Yeah, cards. Mm. Yeah, but that's it. No, yeah. and I I don't like getting flowers. I don't like Ugh, flowers. You don't like flowers. You get to get angry when you get given flowers. No, though? I don't get angry. But like, if somebody <laughs> wants to these. give me flowers that are eventually going to die, I'd prefer a plant. Mm. I won't mm. be mean. Be like, oh, how dare you give me flowers? But people who would. know me and and love me don't give me flowers. What about a cacti? Would that be okay? Or would that be a little bit pushing it? No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Dubs also likes an array of floral soaps. She's big into those little soaps that sit at the in your bathroom, like your grandmother used to have. <laughs> the little ball. Yeah, yeah, the little balls. Yeah. Floral soaps. No, I'm really not. And actually, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast. Ever since I was pregnant with Jack, so Jack's 14 now, and then it was just intensified when I was pregnant with the twins, I have a really sensitive nose to smells. So like perfumes, colognes, even um, scented body washes and things like that. I don't don't wear them. And if somebody's wearing it, it's I, I find it really almost um, aggressive and obnoxious. So you can't oh. walk through the bay. No chance you're walking through oh, the bay. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> no. <laughs> But What's you'd that be the one, in the mall that you she'd be past. the one complaining in the office, wouldn't she? She'd be like, "Oh, Doris, Doris yeah. has got that really stank." Fucking Doris, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go to HR straight away, right? No, Can but like Bath and Body Works is like, <gasps> like hold my breath as I walk by in the mall. So you can't stand the Dracar Noir on James when he comes around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I rarely see him in person. This is what I'm about being Jaquan, I, Right now, I smell awful. I'm very sweaty. Did you um, go to uh, the gym this morning? I did. Can you tell by my hair? Wow, well done, Charms. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Um, Wonga, any any Valentine's Day plans? I mean, you're not married so often. Yeah, I've got. Not married, I've got you make uh, the effort. Uh, I've got uh, Valentine plan uh, Valentine plans for you right now because I'm going to read Ooh. some reviews. Ooh. Uh, so nice. we got some really positive reviews. Uh, very very fun to read, but I'm 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 going to go with this one. <laughs> so the first five were like really great five stars. Some saying witty, inappropriate, and awesome. Canada's best soccer pod. One said five stars, delightful. But the one I liked the best was uh, it was only four stars, mm. and it was from our friend D Ray five through two five three two one. Strangest footy podcast. <laughs> Great chemistry amongst the crew. Good laugh. But so much of the time it goes on wild tangents and maybe half the show will be about football. Charmin will spend several minutes go- going uh, Googling some random thing and totally throw the show off. 
And what's with this titles foundation episode? This just in, they mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's true. But once in a while, they put a beauty together and it keeps me coming back most of the time. So thank you, D-Ray5321. On Valentine's Day, that's our Valentine's gift to the podcast, that review. So D-Ray, I mean, I think I'm the one that generally tries to steer it back to football. A little defensive, isn't he? He could take this as constructive criticism. No, I don't mind criticism. I can handle it. It's fine. I mean, no, I'm I don't think you can. Not a five out of five. He but... also said you're pudgy at the end, but I didn't. Oh, read that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, D-Ray. <laughs> D-Ray five three two one sounds like some AI created uh, thing, that doesn't it? Doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a real person. My favorite D-Ray. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. That's, that makes me feel good on a Valentine's Day uh, episode of Footy Prime. Um, anything else you want to get? Oh, here's one for you. This is really interesting. I bet you won't get this. So I was on a podcast yesterday. Uh, uh, Canadian Trader. soccer talk. <laughs> no, they're brilliant. Canadian soccer talk. You know, guys out of uh, Nova Scotia, uh, and they cover a lot of CPL um, and Canadian. They're great guys. Um, they interviewed recently Marcus Haber. Remember Marcus Haber? Played for Canada for, for a long time, right? Really good player. He's still playing. Any idea where he's playing? Ooh. Hmm. Mumbai. Uh, Nova Scotia. <laughs> nope. No, in that indoor soccer league in the no, it's 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 a proper football league. Mm. Estonia indoor league isn't not not Estonia. No, he's playing in Cambodia. Ah, and he's not just playing in Cambodia; he is bossing it in Cambodia this season. Twenty three goals in twenty games. Is it a blind league? (laughs) Forest. (laughs) Well, Cambodia has got an issue with mines. Oh jeez! Oh, <laughs> Did you say mimes or mimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the mimes are in goal. They're just doing that little paint the wall thingy, and oh. occasionally the ball hits them. I'm in a box. <laughs> that, was the that was the torture. Was the mimes? I love hearing those guys that just love the game, obviously, right? And they're going to keep playing until they can play. Uh, Ian Hume, we, we know really well, friend of the show, played played you know in India for a long time. Ryan Ricketts played in I think every every country in the world <laughs> yeah, at some point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. We're going to try and maybe get Marcus Haber on the show at some point. But yeah, Canadian Soccer Talk, that they had him, I think it was last week actually. But I just found that very interesting. The love of the game, you know, still uh, flows thick in a lot of people. Yeah, it'd be great to have him on and figure out how did he end up there. Yeah, right. And he's been there, I think, three years apparently. Well. That's what Albert's thinking right now on his first time on Footy Prime. Yeah, How long has this podcast here? been? <laughs> Brody, you did very well. You did, I think you fit in really well. You're way better than Jimmy. Oh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> Albert, is there anything you, you want to promote before we uh, jump off? Promote? Um, yeah. I don't know. Not really. Room 442 yeah, with James Charlie. Go? Yeah, Homestand Leafs. Homestand Leafs. Yeah, Wicked Homestand Leafs podcast. You know, so many boring Leafs podcasts out there. This one's actually really good. <laughs> Because they're emotional and they're fans, but they're also really insightful as well. So, yeah, all the leaves out there, homestand leaves, you can find it where you find your podcast. It's brilliant. Really, yes, really it's good. everywhere. I'm the worst at that promotion. I'm just like, yeah, I do these things, whatever. I know you really are because you're so I fucking have... talented and, and you, you should be wherever you want to be. And people need to realize that. <laughs> Thank you, Charms. I, I think nice. it's nice, um, Birdie, that you and Sarah just put up with Charms with his references and kind of the old guy kind of yeah, imagine he, yeah, vibe. Yeah. Yeah, you guys do a great job. Sharms, you are a bit of a prickly 
old fuck sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, he I'm, is. I, when you go to work, I go to work at home stand, and I'm surrounded by twenty somethings. It's very easy to be the old prickly fuck. Believe me. No, but you try to be though. Yeah, you try to forced. Be. You love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't help me, for Christ's sakes. You're, you're happy to rub it in that you weren't born when I watched a certain game, that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> <This is tremendous. laughs> are we Wait, how old are you? How old 35. am I? Yeah, oh. he's not a kid. He's pretty old right. too. He's 35. He's well over his prime. Well past his prime. Come on. I'm not that <laughs> <laughs> prime. Yeah, What's prime's prime? 18, What's prime? 18, isn't what? it? Isn't 18? 18 is prime. Oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, I was God. a disaster at 18. <laughs> hope not. <laughs> 66 uh, is prime. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised we didn't talk about snooker on this podcast, Sean. Oh, God. Does he talk so about snooker. it a lot on this podcast? Yes. He tries. He tries. Too much. I get the he same reaction as you guys give me. me when... He sucked me into the snooker. I was watching we're, YouTube we're, snooker the other day. We're playing soon, me and Bodie. We're going to get together, have some pints, and uh, play I'm some snooker. Oh, I, can, we, can we watch that? Can we watch that game? That match? <laughs> we'll record it. Oh. Yeah. We'll stream it live. Okay, how about that? Amateur snooker. That's yeah. all that I want to watch. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Almost I as bad pass. as an amateur podcast, like ours. Yeah. <laughs> footy prime, do footy prime the snooker tourney. There you go. FP break is four off a penalty. <laughs> it's the so hardest the, game to play. It is, but it's also the best game to play. Okay. It's fantastic. Yeah. It is. All right, listen, we're out of time. Um, TonyBet.ca is Champs League again today. Um Who's playing today? Tigres Whitecaps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tigres. Yeah, that's Champions Cup. Oh, sorry. Which I was thinking CONCACAF because Fubo was going to get the promo Yeah, first. Right. Okay. So that's all. Awesome that. We were meant to talk about the Canadian women's national team roster. And oh, yeah. Oh, you want to get that? No, no, no. Let's replace that for Friday. Friday. Forget it. Let's save it for you Friday. Blew it's, it. a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. I just saw the time 58 minutes. Yeah. Well, Dubs also has to jump. Yeah, I got to go. That's right. Yeah, you're the one that's pushing us here, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but you forgot it. You ignored it. I didn't forget it, per se. It's right here in my rundown, but we got to everything. I didn't get to Sven Jorn Eriksson coaching Liverpool. So get to that. Right? There's lots we didn't get to, which just means a good show, right? When we don't get to most of the uh, topics on the rundown, it's a good show. <laughs> but we'll get to uh, Mimi Aldu replacing Jay Riviere, um, despite her playing a different position. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Oh, an eye roll there from Dubs, too. Not mm-hmm. impressed. Not impressed. Nope. All right. So listen, TonyBet.ca, wager Champions League and Champions Cup. And on Fubo TV, you can watch, of course, uh, Hamilton, Forge. Uh, that was last night, wasn't it? That was last night. Right, Vancouver are playing tonight. White Cavs versus Tigres, yeah. You're the expert on the channel. There. <laughs> I watched, I watched the highlights this morning. It was great. Yeah. They called Atta them. Boy. I, I saw the American highlights or the international, and the guy called them not the Forge, but the Hammers. So it was oh. interesting, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's not a bad nickname either, though." Iron Hammers. Yeah. They're the West Ham of Canada. Well, let's hope not. Hey, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's pretty prime. Till uh, Friday, we'll see you then. Bye bye. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Thanks, Bertie. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. You'll see, like your, see your numbers just go through the roof now. Yeah. Yeah. Skyrocket. <laughs> I like that. I like that the pale uh, got got. We fought the pale today. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.